0: Hello everybody, Marcus Giuliano here. And Jamie. And we are uh, your hosts of Chef on a Mission Radio. Radio brought to you by our very own restaurant, Aroma Time Bistro, founded in 2013 in upstate New York. 2003. 2003, wow, 2003. <laughs> okay, about 17 years we've been in business. Uh, 2003 in upstate New York in the Hudson Valley, 90 miles north of New York City. We are a farm to table restaurant, We specialize in serving um, lots of local foods of course but we really specialize in relationships we call it relationship to table and whether it's our high
1: quality but using really good ingredients really good ingredients
0: and understanding where it comes from and understanding who makes our products right down to our bar right down to our salt our sugar uh to the bar to our all the spirits all the beer all the all the wine that comes in there so we really understand where everything is coming from and who's making our our, uh, our product. So it's relationship to table, sort of farm to table on steroids.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, Jamie. So what are we jumping in today first at? So
1: you read a really interesting article um, about the Impossible Burger, right? So yes. tell us a little bit about why are sales decreasing? Sales are
0: decreasing is? on the... So explain
1: what the Impossible Burger is first, right? Because some people might not know and they might hear the word burger and think that it's a meat burger. So explain a little bit about the Impossible Burger. So the
0: Impossible Burger is a plant-based burger that is made by, I believe, Dean Foods, if I'm correct. And it's a meat analog, which means it's plant-based. It is called the Impossible Burger because it looks like beef, acts like beef, looks like you're cooking a medium rare burger. It is the closest thing yet that we have seen. I mean, seen. it has that
1: burger color, right? It's like the that. closest
0: thing we've seen yet yes. uh, for plant foods or lab foods that are being turned into what looks like a, a meat product. So it's taken the country by storm. They couldn't keep up enough with the production. Burger King decides, let's bring this on and make the impossible Whopper. Right. So. It's giving a lot of vegetarians, vegans, reason to go. Vegetarians, particularly, a reason to go to uh, this corporate giant, Burger King. It's giving people a reason, and it's giving
1: people an option, really, right? It is an giving option. people. It is.
0: It's giving people an option, and I think it's great that that's going mainstream. Now, am I a fan of the Impossible Burger? You know, I love the taste. I like how it looks. I like how it acts. But you know, there's ingredients in it that's not typically of what you would make as far as real food. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about how easy it is to make your own veggie burger, especially if you own a restaurant. And I'll tell you a little bit about our veggie burger. But in the meantime, sales are decreasing. Sales have decreased on these by five to 10%, 20% in some locations. Wow. I was This article I was reading, the average store was serving between like 35 and 30, 30 to 35 a day, which isn't much, but now they're down to 20 to 25 a day. So there was a little concern There is no plan right now, as far as I read, from Burger King to ditch the Impossible Burger, so it's there to stay for a while. Instead, they're ramping up promotions and being a little more aggressive on the price.
1: So they lowered the price. Lowering the prices in
0: some areas. However, it's a very expensive product. It's much more expensive than regular ground beef, so it's hard to make margin on it. So some of the operators, some of the franchisees, are a little worried that they're not going to be able to meet margins with the aggressive pricing. So we'll see what happens in the next level of the Impossible Burger. But the Impossible Burger you can find at grocery stores. They make, uh, I know, for restaurants in bulk where you can form your own patties and they make in pre-done patties. I'm not sure how it is available in the store. There are some other meat analogs out there that are very worthwhile looking into as well. If you're into the uh, that Plant kind base. that kind of that kind of plant-based burger. There were a
1: lot. We were at a, a oh my show gosh last year, right? And there were a lot of companies that were trying to mimic this Impossible Burger, or not maybe not even just mimic the burger, but to make something similar that tasted better, more or meat-like, good or more meat-like. Yes.
0: So there's a lot of brands out there beyond the Beyond Burger. The Beyond Meat company yes. is doing a fantastic job as well. Now, keep in mind that these are not these are not one hundred percent real food items. These are items that somebody who's switching over their diet is good good transition food. It's not something that's being meant to eat every day. Like I said, I will eat an Impossible burger, an Impossible burger, a couple times a year because I enjoy it. But most of the time, I will eat a much more nutritiously dense, real food burger. Now our burger at the restaurant that we have, that we make is very simple. It's, it's chickpeas, tahini, chickpeas, tahini, diced onions, sauteed, a little garlic, uh, some seasoning, some salt, some, you can put pepper in it. We don't really use pepper that much. And then I noticed that um, we, not not to notice, but we actually put some shredded (laughs) carrots in it. Yes. For some more body. And that right there, it's basically almost like a hummus, but without the olive oil and the lemon juice and it's seasoned. You can add a little cumin to it, you can add Cajun spice, you can add whatever you want to it. And we keep this in, in our refrigerator and we, we keep a scoop in it. So we scoop it and put it on the flat top every time we need an order, so we don't pre-patty it, but it's, you can put this on a, if you're at home, put it into a baking pan and bake it off. Oh, scoop yeah. it, push it down a little bit, make sure you have a non-stick pan of some, or some piece of- You can even
1: pan it. sear it and then just put that pan, pan right sear. into the oven.
0: Pop it into the oven. Uh, it's not something you'd put on a grill, because it's not something that would actually grill. It needs a flat surface to cook. Bake it, and uh, it becomes this amazing, amazing chickpea burger. We like to add chipotle mayo on there. We do a chipotle vegan mayo, mm-hmm. plant-based mayo. Uh, pickles on there. You can add tempeh bacon. You can, I mean, the sky's the limit here. You can add vegan cheese. You can add dairy regular cheese, cheese, regular yeah. cheese. So the sky's the limit, and it's amazing. Oh,
1: it sounds so yummy.
0: It is amazing. <laughs> now, the issue with that is in a place that does large volume like a Burger King or McDonald's. That would need to be very systematized and pre-made and and the cooking and you need sometimes those components of the fillers to make these things hold their shape and be able to be mass produced so everybody in America could enjoy one if they wanted one. And that's sort of what these big companies do with their analog right. products. So just beware, read ingredients, there are some really fantastic real food products, burgers out there on the market. One of our favorite all-time ones has been Sunshine Burger. Which
1: was lo- located in Ellenville. That's right where it started.
0: On the block right that we're sitting us, right, right, right now, right. On the same block that we're sitting, three doors down, four doors down, they were here for 20, 25 years. We would walk out the door and you we would smell-, smell burgers. <laughs> I remember the day they launched their black bean burger. They went from oh a sunflower gosh, gosh. based one, they, they added black bean and with these uh, amazing chili spices. We'd walk out the door in the morning and the whole block would smell like b- Southwest black bean burgers. Their product is really, it's been sold to a bigger company, but their product was founded and honors a real ingredient list. Mm -hmm. You can read it and say, okay, there's black beans, there's sunflowers, there's carrots, there's onions, there's garlic, there's salt, there's cilantro. This is all real stuff. If you look at the Impossible Burger, it's a bit more of a challenge to see what exactly the ingredients ingredients are. are. So just proceed with caution. Uh, I think it's better than eating uh, bad beef Absolutely. I totally think it's better than eating bad beef. But you have to you know, understand that it's not an everyday or a lot of times thing. So just be beware, beware, uh, eater beware on that. So, yeah. So that's the story with, with Impossible Burger. A lot of independent burger places are doing it. There's a great burger uh, shop in New York City called Five Napkin Burger. And they have the Impossible Burger as well. But they also make their own house burger. They
1: do. They have two on the menu. They right?
0: make like a beet burger. Yes. I think we need to go there again and check out their, their, their house burger. I've been I mean, eating their house a burger idea. for years. And um, the advantage to a restaurant is the profit margin on a house made burger that you make yourself is so much better. The margins are incredible. You can actually make money on it. It's hard to make money on the Impossible Burger. Wherever you go, if you're serving a six or eight ounce Impossible Burger, the, the, the restaurant has to be selling it for $16, $17. If not, they're 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 not making nearly the margin they should be making, and it's and it's a if you're selling a lot of it, it's it's, it's not it's not good for your food <laughs> costs. So it's about balancing all that, and by making your own, you're ensuring it's real ingredients, and you're getting the margins, and it's they're so easy to do, folks. You can do it at home very easily. A lot of these, so uh, pick up a recipe, do a Google search. I'm, I'm not sure if ours is on our website, aromatimebistro.com, under recipes. If it's not, we should I need, get it there. I need to get it there because we have the recipe formulized. Uh, formulated so we can put it up there very easily for everybody to uh, cool. enjoy that. So. Excellent. Yep. Excellent.
1: So next we're going to just uh, talk a little bit about our winery vacations. So uh, Marcus and I are uh, winery. We, we run a winery vacation business as well. And we take people on trips to Italy or Spain or uh, other places. And we do this um, without building our relationships. With the wineries that we buy from so we only go to great wineries and our vacations are a lifetime experience and they're absolutely wonderful travel with us travel with a chef and be taken to amazing resorts or amazing hotels um and uh, travel with us and eat with us and and dine with us and all that fun stuff and drink a lot of wine.
0: What's what's the domain name they can find that? It, it
1: is VIP Winery So our each trip is always up on on the website. Uh, the next trip's coming up, and you can read all about them and see the gorgeous places that we visit, and uh, you just get this feel of of being there. So right.
0: we specialize in Italy. We'll go other places. We did Spain, like you said, but we specialize in Italy. Italy. Italy's our our strong point, and we uh, Wherever we're at in Italy, whether it's in northern Italy, near, near Milan, or Verona, or towards the Dolomites, or down south in Lecce, or Campania, More or
1: Tuscany. Tuscany,
0: or Matera, we stay at the most amazing properties that we personally know. The wineries, we are personal friends with a lot of the owners. Uh, it is
1: it is like a red carpet treatment. I it mean, is. We get the red carpet treatment everywhere that we go, and uh, if you want to experience that, uh, go to VIPWineryVacations.com. And uh, read all about it and and come on one of our great, great vacations.
0: Somebody just asked me, what makes you different than other tour operators? And I said, wow, that's a great question. That is a good question. What makes us different is for us to book a slot at a winery, Mm -hmm. most tour operators call a ground operator in Italy. If they're doing Italy, they call a ground operator in Italy. The ground operator then reaches out to some wineries in the area that they have a relationship with or they don't. They Then they book it through the hospitality division. There's a hospitality department at every one. It's a reservation desk is what it is.
1: Right.
0: And then all of a sudden the group goes there and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they show up. And they don't really know who the group is, if the group's important or not or whatever. But what we do is I pick up my phone. <laughs> I go on WhatsApp. I text Paulo. Mm-hmm. Paolo. Uh, from uh, uh, Caltarelli. I text Paolo from Can- uh, Cantale, uh, Ben Amino from Vistini. I message him personally and say, hey, we're coming next November, next spring. I'm bringing 24 of my guests. I, I, need, I need a tour. I need food. I, I need this. And a lot of these owners will actually cancel their plans to go other places to stay and greet us and, uh, and drink the, wine and with us and do, and do the, the tasting
1: and the tour with us and answer questions and be there because we've built that relationship with them over the many years and
0: so. then the owner mm-hmm. talks to the person who's working at the reservation right. desk and says my friend Marcus soon jamie who owned Time bistro mm-hmm. from new york they're coming on february whatever november whatever uh they're coming for 24 people they're coming as my guests um, um i'll be here do this this that's the what so one of the biggest difference in our tours versus other tours is Absolutely. we have the relationships on the ground and we're not going through the hospitality departments. We're going through the owners themselves, the export managers at the least, and we have the connections. So um, so join us at VIPWineryVacations.com. Jamie, you and I take Chlorella from time to time. We don't take it as much as we should. I just know how healthy how and important it's so it is. Good. And we just don't take it enough. But you were reading something off to me the other day about chlorella. And I said, oh, my gosh, we need to start taking chlorella again. So So I keep
1: it on my desk.
0: I do, too. I keep it on my
1: desk, and I take it all the time. You take it all the
0: time. You take it more than I do.
1: I take it a lot more. Um, I'd love to take it more, right? But sometimes I don't. But I take it more than you do. So
0: So talk to people about what chlorella is. This is a great article in Dr. Mercola, mercola.com. we have been following him for 20 years. So this is an article on his about chlorella. What what does he say about chlorella?
1: Chlorella mainly comes from a single-celled freshwater algae called chlorella vulgaris and can be purchased as a powder, a supplement, or a liquid extract. Some studies have shown that chlorella may be useful in detoxification, improving immune system health, regulating blood pressure levels, and combating effects of oxidative stress. If you plan on taking chlorella, do so slowly because it may take some time for your body to adjust to this microalgae. So everything, obviously, that we're talking about here, you know, we're not medical doctors. We're just recommending. You know, I, I hear that quite a bit. I actually heard that today when I was ordering some supplements. And so we recommend things that we do in our lives to make us healthier and with our family as well. So It's always
0: great advice to contact a health <laughs> professional. Right. Uh, whether they are alternative or a bona fide medical doctor, somebody who has experience in this uh, kind of stuff is great.
1: So it's typically green, right? I think it's always green. Dark green. A dark green color, which, you know, comes from an algae from the sea. Manufacturers typically process the chlorella to break down its cell walls so its nutrients will become available. One particular substance that can be derived from this microalgae is a water-soluble extract called chlorella growth factor, which contains amino acids, pepticides, vitamins, and minerals. The algae often used to make chlorella powder, tablets, or liquid extract is grown in farms in Japan or Taiwan. However, chlorella shouldn't be confused with spirulina. While both are algae, they differ in color. Chlorella is green, while spirulina has a blue-green hue to it.
0: Which is interesting because we have this pasta producer, that we are going to visit on one yes. of our trips to Southern Italy, and they make this blue pasta, yes. and they make it from apple and spirulina. spirulina. Yes. And when we were there visiting them, one of the last, one of our last trips, uh, the owner was like the vito. He was we were talking to him. He's like, do you know what makes this? We're talking about all those natural colorings in his pasta. He goes, do you know what makes this like this? And I was like, man, that looks like spirulina. He's like, spirulina, spirulina, <laughs> spirulina and apple makes that blue color they make a blue pasta yeah. which is really cool so absolutely very cool yeah
1: so chlorella chlorella mainly binds to heavy metals and helps detox the body while also providing other benefits more of this come later meanwhile spirulina is a complete protein that possesses minerals such as iron calcium magnesium potassium and is a valuable source of gamma linolenic
0: Little egg. I'm uh, a little egg.
1: Sorry, I can't say that. acid. Studies have also suggested that spirulina may help fight allergies and boost immunity. So, so yeah, there you there you have it. So there are some amazing health benefits of chlorella. So I'm just going to read. Yeah, some the of list them. goes on
0: and on. Read these off. I'm not. This is... I,
1: I'm not going to go into depth with with all of them, but I'm going to read some of it. So, because I just found this article to just be amazing on chlorella and and how we've known it's a superfood for so long for so long so now you know we want to share that with you so um, it contains a lot of vital nutrients um, chlorophyll it may aid in protecting your body against infections alleviating constipation promoting optimal blood pressure levels cleansing your liver and your blood and removing molds it's high in antioxidants and um, it has a lot of other nutrients chlorella is home to essential nutrients such as vitamin k vitamin B12, folate, iron, omega-3, polyunsaturated fatty acids, polysaccharides, and proteins.
0: Lutein, alpha carotenoids, beta carotene, or alpha carotene, beta carotene, ascorbic ascorbic acid, acid. zeta tocopherol as well uh, is in there as well. Wow, packed
1: packed with nutrients, like loaded with nutrients. Like I'm thinking, we need to really take more of this.
0: Yes, this is you know? a good reminder for us as it well. sure is. About the importance of so this. The great thing about chlorella is it's not that expensive. It's not. And don't be afraid about where it's being grown. It says Taiwan and Japan. If you buy a high quality chlorella, which still is not that expensive, they grow them in inland tanks. Uh, with purified water. There's roofs on these buildings. Nothing's getting in. There's really some very good reputable sources of chlorella out there.
1: So here are some of the health benefits and I'm just gonna kinda read down the list a little bit and uh, maybe stop here and there and just kinda share a little bit. So It detoxifies the body, so it helps get rid of those heavy metals and the pathogens from your body. It boosts the immune system. We've always heard take a ton of chlorella before you get on a plane Right, it's almost like a.
0: It, de- a, it deactivates helps with the radiation. Immune the yep. immune system on the plane. Plane's the worst place. A hospital's the worst place to be. But all the radiation you get, you not know, just to travel and everything. Chlorella, we swear by it. We take it with us on every flight.
1: We sure do. It improves quality of life among people diagnosed with breast cancer. It normalizes blood sugar levels, regulates blood sugar levels, manages cho- cho- sorry, cholesterol levels. Counteracts the negative effect of oxidative stress, contributes to healthy brain function, promotes better metabolism. So, um, here are some other things. What else is uh, chlorella used for? Um, and by the
0: way, everything you just read off in the article we're reading has footnotes because of the- it. All has studies, right. so it's not just hearsay about this. There are some studies. Yeah, there to are bat-
1: lots of studies. But everything's on here. footnoted. So there's, I mean, I think in this article that I've read so far, we're down to like 45 footnotes, right? Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. So what else is chlorella used for? Um, it is also used to reduce risk for adverse effects caused by chemotherapy or radiation treatment, which is what you were talking about. It increases the amount of white blood cells in people with HIV or cancer, um, address premenstrual sy- uh, syndrome, so PMS, and ease of fi- fibromyalgia. It combats bad breath. It alleviates inflammation that may be a precursor for asthma attacks.
0: Great, and the beginning of that, um, I was talking about- Oh yes, yeah,
1: some that? skin. Um, so uh, it helps give good bacteria production which in is your g- gut.
0: Which is great. That's A lot of us are lacking that, uh, including myself from time to time, or a lot of times are lacking good bacteria in our gut. It's just because of our regular diet and what we eat.
1: Uh, it can possibly assist in addressing skin le- um, lesions. Mm-hmm. Ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, diverticulitis, and trichomoniasis. Uh, And then, of course, all the other things that I had mentioned in there. So, um, chlorella has been the subject of various studies for many years. And researchers concluded that it may be useful against certain diseases, like liver cancer, hepatitis C, uh, genotype 1, digestive disorders like diarrhea. Wow. So what to look for in a chlorella supplement. So if you are going to look for something to buy, some chlorella supplement, if you want to take chlorella supplements, make sure that it is broken cell wall chlorella. Since this type of product is the only form that allows your body to reap this algae's nutrients. Ideally, purchase chlorella supplements produced by a trustworthy manufacturer and ensure that it's labeled as broken cell wall chlorella. It's organic and doesn't contain synthetic ingredients, and the product was extensively tested for its quality. Great. So, yeah, so great. Chlorella, I mean, I'm going to just start taking more of that every day, and uh, hopefully you will too.
0: Yeah, so. Chlorella, a uh, home run, a home run or a grand slam of the superfoods that are out there. Really, really great. Spirulina is great to look at. You can also buy Spirulina Chlorella combos. Tablets yes. that come as common. You can buy this as a powder form. I believe liquid form too. Powder is common, but the tablet form is the most common form or capsule form. Can
1: we plug where we get our stuff from?
0: We get ours from a couple different places. I like, um, we buy some from Nature's Way sometimes, but what I really, our main source we've been buying for years is from Ultimate Superfoods. Uh, really high-end health food supplier out of California that tests every product they bring in their goji berries everything um, so they're they're not a sponsor but they do some really great products that we buy they have some raw cacao powder that's uh, wild harvested in Ecuador and Peru, they have cultivated cacao powder. Uh, they have a lot, a lot of really cool things. So check them out. Absolutely. They go under the name of Oleo, I believe, for their retail. Okay. For us, restaurant tours, it's ultimate superfoods, great, great coconut oil, a great whole line, really a whole a good line of stuff. stuff there, yep. yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. So. So Marcus, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, our coaching and, sure. and what we do to help other restaurant tours and other businesses. Other businesses,
0: right, yeah. So we love, because uh, we, we grew a business in a community that was um, already dead. <laughs> and we had to grow a community and a and a, and a business simultaneously. And we've written a couple books. I write for the Forbes Business Council. So a lot of my articles are published on Forbes.com. Uh, so over the years, we've become coaches to other restaurateurs and other businesses now too. We work with any type of business that's out there. We've branched off, a lot of the principles are the same in each business, in each, business, yeah, in each industry. Yeah,
1: they can be used in, in anywhere. Right.
0: And the advantage of, of, of using a consultant or a coach is, you know, they're going to push you, they're gonna let you open up your, your mind, push you out uh, outside your comfort zone for one, make you do things you're uncomfortable with and get you into the next level. So we have a whole website that is loaded with tons and tons and tons of videos. I've created, I'm the creator and founder of Restaurant Growth Secrets University. RGS dot restaurant growth secrets university com it's a membership site
1: loaded with information oh,
0: 50 60 hours of content on there it is massive what's on there and uh, we do one-on-one coaching we work one-on-one with you we do group coaching we do have a little ad agency that we help restaurants one of the things that we really work on is management styles we work on with our clients uh, how to re- attract and retain employees so then this week on LinkedIn, there was a great article surfacing around getting circulated on Facebook too yeah. about management. management. And Jamie, what, what was that article pertaining to?
1: So, you know, it, it talked about um, the real reasons for turnover in in businesses. And the people don't leave because of the business. They leave because of the managers, right? They're not leaving because of the company. They're leaving because of, the management style, the manager, what's going on behind the scenes, things like that.
0: Lack of the manager, Absolutely. lack of management. And I've been in management since I was 23. I'm 46 now, turning 47. At 24 years old, I was managing 30 people. It's Management is a totally different ballgame. And here's the one big issue with management. There's 5% of us are go-getters. 5% of us do not need to push. 5% of us are the ones that rise up in the ranks. These 5% of people don't need to be held accountable. They don't need a coach. They don't need... These 5% are rock stars. What happens is these 5% rise up to the top and they become managers or owners, entrepreneurs themselves. And then they try to manage everybody else underneath them like they're in that 5%, not realizing that the other 95% of people 95% are not need, like them. need a coach need a push, need right. a manager, need follow-up, need need constructive criticism, need constant, constant repetitive training. They don't realize that and they get very frustrated with this and their managed even though they could do the job perfectly themselves, perfectly fine themselves. Their management
1: style changes, doesn't it? And they're, from yes. what they would normally do as an employee.
0: <laughs> so they have to change their management style right. because they can't, they're can't. they not managing themselves anymore. Right. And I've said to how many times over the years, Jamie, have you heard me say, I just need one person like me. Right. Right? Just, I need one person just like me. Well, yeah, those are the 5%. Those are hard to come by. But we work with a lot of restaurateurs to build and cultivate and how to do team workshops. And one of our important techniques for us is definitely doing team workshops. Team workshops are a must. You wanna get them together. You don't wanna call it a staff meeting. You don't wanna call it a meeting. They're workshops. We're here to grow the business. We're here to grow our personal lives. We hold people accountable for goals. We ask them uh, their big three they're working on. We ask them to be thankful for stuff and show it tell us what they're thankful for, their gratitude. Be thankful for
1: each other. Be thankful for their team, right? Because we're, we're a team, we work together.
0: And outside of work as well, just things you can be thankful for. You know, we are living in a first world and a lot of people look at us like, oh wow, those are first world problems. Right. You know, we have hot water every day. We have electric every day. We we have the luxury of you know, of doing all this. We have the luxury of having cars. A lot of countries they don't have this. They don't have a phone where you can communicate. So, as far as entrepreneurs, the sky's the sky's it for us. As far as employees, you have the, all the opportunities to learn and grow, and the resources there. But a lot of these employees need that push. They, they need sure the do. guidance. They need the proper management to get them to the next level. So instead of doing uh, review meetings with staff. You do what's called a personal development interview. A PDI, personal development interview, you sit down with a staff member once a month, tell me what's good in your life, what are you working on, what are your goals, here's what I need out of you in this organization, and I need this, how can I help you get there? I'd like to see you in our case it'd be like, I want to take you from a busboy to a waiter. I want to take you from a waiter to a bartender. And this is
1: what we need to do to get you to that point, and this is what you need to do, and this is how we're going to help you and in-
0: be right. hands-on with you. As opposed to putting them in, a, in at your desk on the other side and saying, okay, you were late three times, right. This, you missed work once, this and that, and you're not getting a raise. The PDIs are meant just to, to help the employee grow, the team member grow, and it's not about getting raises. It's about getting more production and them being able to earn the raises. I tell people when they say to me, I need more money. I'm like, okay, I need more money too, so if you're worth more money to me, I'll pay you more money, right. um, I have no problem. If you wanna become, you know, X, Y, and Z here, I will pay you for X, Y, and Z, but you have to show me that you can do X, Y, and Z, and so let's get to that point where, where you can easily manage that. So, management Absolutely. is an art. Uh, There's if you- a lot
1: of really great books out there. We read books all the time, I and mean, we are always trying to push ourselves, just like we wanna push our staff to be better human beings, better right. individuals, better employees, better at what they do. And so there's a lot of really great books no, out there. We
0: actually have coaches. We sure So do. we have coaches we meet with all the time, our accountability partners, <laughs> things like that. We talk business, we mastermind with a lot of people. And your employees need the same exact attention. You cannot just leave them alone and expect them to do what you did. That's totally the wrong approach. So there are a lot of great books out there on management. I suggest going out and reading. If you like uh, if you're working with a lot of millennials, definitely look into the work of Simon Sinek. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a lot of great work on managing millennials, what millennials are looking for. Somebody Hiring somebody who's 55 versus somebody who's 25. Totally different. totally different aspects in you life. You can't
1: look at them the same. No what, way. What thrives a 25-year-old does not thrive a 55-year-old. Does and not push them.
0: I hear a lot of managers fighting this. I'm like, dude... This is what you're working with. This is what yeah. the future of our workforce is. You have to adapt as a manager. You have to
1: embrace. You have to embrace it and yep. figure out how to change your management style to fit what they're looking for.
0: Exactly, because they're going to come to work with their cell phone. Yep. <laughs> they're they're going to do all this kind of stuff that that you're not. You know, they're going to come and expect a vacation before they even start working. Paid vacations. Right. They're going to expect to make more than the manager and than the owner. They expect all that kind of stuff. So you, this is what we're this is what we're headed for. Uh, this type of type of mentality. I'm not saying everybody has this mentality in that age range. But the overall consensus is hey, the millennials are how coming. How can we
1: work with them? We
0: have to, and how do we work with them? Yep. You have to work with them. You have to alter your management styles.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: all right. So, you can find our episodes, Chef on a Mission, Chef uh, on a Mission W4Divas.com. We're there. That's where our home base is, W4Divas. If you go to, I guess, Chef on a just chef on a mission.com, you'll find out more about our business. Coaching, our business packages, our business advice, totally free advice there. There's a link there for your health. There's also a link to get to our restaurant Perfect. and to our VIP winery vacation. Excellent. Chef on a mission.com will get you anywhere that you need to go of what we do.
1: Awesome, this is Jamie and Marcus and we are signing off and it is time to go have a nice glass of wine and relax for the evening. I
0: think I'm gonna we're have dang. a night. Yes, <laughs> we're done for the day. It's nine o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night. We just finished all of our work for the day, and we're gonna go enjoy, I think, a nice glass of Vitiano from the Culturella family winery from Umbria, which is one of our destination stops. Check out our website. You can see I'll read all more about it. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate the support. We sure do. And until next time.